Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Place of Business. I am your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love having you on the program. A show favorite, a personal favorite, Jeremy Murphy. He is a former vice president of CBS Television. Uh, he is one of the finest PR people out there and an author of a fabulous and funny book that I'm going to ask him to mention, as well as his website as we get into our topic today. Jeremy, always glad to have you with us. Great to be here. Uh, my book is called F Off Chloe, and it is a comical look at Gen Zers and millennials in the workplace and how they bring their wokeism and their need for carbon footprints everywhere. Uh, and so my website is jeremy-murphy.com. You can order the book there. Yeah, and by the way, if you don't, if you don't laugh, you're going to cry when you look at what's going on in our world today. And we all need a good laugh, and F Off Chloe provides that. Okay, let's get into this uh, you know, thing that's being continuously unboxed, uh, which is the testimony of the three presidents from the Ivy League schools uh, and for, you know, to protect the rural Ivy Leagues out there. One of them was the president of MIT. People get offended, oddly, when you say Ivy League schools. But certainly MIT is in, the, is in that league, and their t- testimony, their d- disastrous testimony before Congress was really uh, unbelievable and uh, when I sit there and look at that. And I hadn't heard much from a PR firm perspective, especially from one with a crisis um, management type background, which you have that as well, both as an executive at CBS where you were routinely dealing with crisis care, I'm sure, just the nature of the beast. Uh, but that's part of your um, expertise in your firm. So kind of set the stage for us about this this fiasco. There is no better word than a fiasco to describe these three presidents defend their uh, handling of anti-Semitism on their, on their college campuses. Horrific. Um, yeah, so I, I have to say, you know, uh, the other presidents have to be so happy for Claudine Gay because she sucked up all the media oxygen. And you know what? She said one simple word, context. And there's a great story in the Times about that when um, one of the uh, congresswomen asked her about um, a very, you know, very easy question about uh, genocide and mass extermination and, and whatnot. And she said uh, something about putting it in context. There's no context to that. You come right and say that's bad. That's really bad. And she wanted to frame it in an academic argument. And that got everything. That really spelled the end of her, but it, it saved the other people who are testifying because she got the brunt of it. So, um, you know, I don't think she was trained well. I don't think she was media trained well. I mean, she, she should have known not to use that word when it's related to, you know, <laughs> killing people. The killing yeah. of, a, of an ethnic group? Yeah, I think yeah. you're probably yeah. right. Uh, by the way, no you know, just, just, just for clarity, uh, one of the other presidents Flubbed it up uh, well, enough to where she resigned even before Gay did. The University of Pennsylvania president resigned even before Gay did. So, uh, although not as bad as Gay, uh, how Gay survived as long as she did is shocking to me. And now you have a billion dollar contributor saying the entire board needs to resign and they need to start from scratch. And that's probably not bad advice, to be perfectly honest with you. They need some fresh eyes in that uh, institution. It was. It was so shocking when I saw it unfold. Uh, I honestly couldn't believe it. And, and what the congresswoman said, and name slips me, 
Uh, and she's a little on the nut job side, with all candor, in my opinion. But what she said was, you know, what would, what would it be like if the word Jew was replaced with the word black? What would your response mm-hmm. be then? <laughs> right. And when she said that, you know, and frankly to me, it doesn't matter what the word is. Gypsy, you know, it doesn't matter. Name, name any word. It, it's utterly disastrous. But these people are so disconnected from reality, it's like some, some lives are more valuable than others. You could not it, even entertain saying that. If these signs were about, you know, killing blacks, we wouldn't even be having this, this conversation. Well, you know, I mean, anybody who's uh, testified before Congress um, can tell you that they're not there to get answers. They're there to get their soundbite. So these people have their questions rehearsed, and it's almost like they wait for you to stop talking for them to start talking. No one's really listening to. And until you say something like that, and that's when all the ears perked up and, and got everybody's attention. So... But, you know, it's not these hearings are are, no one's hearing. Everybody's talking and they know what they're going to ask. And, you know, these poor presidents really were not, you know, they were not ready for this. They were not media trained well. Um, And that is a, you know, that is a detriment to to their communications team. Now, the problem is now you have all these billionaires who are basically writing the script, um, you know, they are a lot of, they're, they're, they're threatening funding, they're threatening the endowment. And, you know, and that's the problem now is uh, the, the billionaires are running the asylum. And that should yeah. never be. Like yeah. college, college should be a place where you learn why you're wrong, right? You say something and, well, Claudine Gay should have known why. She should have answered that question better. But the students... Um, that are getting blacklisted for having the wrong opinion. It's just so bad. Like, come on. Yeah, and like, they are students. So I, think that, I think we should be mindful of the fact that we all had dumb views when we were 19 to 20, you know, too, that hopefully we outgrew. You know, uh, I, I get that. Uh, but the reality is, I mean, the reality is, is that there's billionaires on that board now. And that board, to me, has advocated for responsibility. And I, you know, maybe they all shouldn't resign, but to me, that's a board begging for a new look, new faces. Yeah, I do think I, I, I think Harvard could use a new set of eyes and ears. Um, I think that how they let this play out is is abysmal. Um, you know, they're behind the they're behind the narrative, uh, and they should have been in front of it. They should have seen this coming, and prepared for it, and they didn't. And um, they're in a defensive mode right now. And unfortunately, you know, Claudine Gay was not the best spokesperson. Her testimony was just abysmal. And, you know, this opened the doors for all these uh, contributors to really determine the future of Harvard. And I don't think it should be like that. I think if you're going to give money to Harvard, you're giving it on the merits of the university. You shouldn't be able to dictate who, who gets hired. But that's what's happening. Yeah, but of course, that board was dictating who got hired before. I mean, they have search committees, but ultimately the board has to approve. Clearly, they needed a new board. And personally, I, I'm going to get in trouble. I already know. I, don't, I really don't care. You know, I get the sense that some of these institutions uh, put 
things like in a, an affirmative action view of, of hiring, um, you know, some of these more liberal institutions, they put that among, above uh, preparedness, competence, things like that. And I'm afraid, you know, they gave her a pass on the plagiarism stuff that is the kind of things that kills academic careers, but they clearly gave her a pass uh, based on what they've discovered. Now new ones just before she resigned, it's like I can't think any more of this. Um, that, I, don't, I, I don't think that happened with other ones, not because they were – uh, morally superior, they were probably eliminated before they became president. You understand what I'm saying? And it's almost like there's a blind eye because they were driven by objectives over uh, other than some, something other than who's the most qualified or competent to do it. And I have no doubt there's highly competent, highly capable minorities for that job. But when they pursued her, it's almost like they had blinders on. You know, I think uh, these people have been in academia too long. Academia is just, it's, 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 it's its own world. And I remember going to college, and I would have these professors that had no real-world experience. They were teaching journalism, and they never worked in a newsroom. And this is what happens. These people are so divorced from reality and, and real-world stuff that, you know, they're in their little bubble, and they lose touch with reality. And, you know, and these university has billion-dollar uh, endowments that give them this, like, this bubble, this, like, cashmere-coated bubble that they live in, and they want to dictate, and they want to, you know, teach ethics and morals, but they're not in the real world. And mm-hmm. that's the problem. There's a disconnect. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, and I think they need a reality check, no doubt about it. All right, uh, Jeremy, always love having you on the program. It's my favorite segment that I do. Final thoughts. What, you know, what should they do to avoid this kind of disaster in the future? It sounds like from listening to you, one of them is, is there ever a call before Congress? You put together a team to train them before they go. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I bet you that those people have huge salaries, and again, they're not living in the real world. They are in their bubble world, and they had no. The, she should have been so prepared for that question, mm-hmm. um, because you every American knew it was going to be asked, except her. Everybody at Harvard didn't know, but everybody else did, <laughs> because that was the purpose of the whole hearings. How can yeah. you not be ready for that question? But you know, their yeah. their head of comms is probably making a million dollars or half a million dollars. Um, you know, talk about getting like a, a clear eyes and ears. Get rid of that team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and the reality is, is that their defenses were adequate for the policies they had in place. Unfortunately, those policies of thinking context is what should have been the overriding issue were completely inappropriate, inappropriate for reality. Uh, that that's a ridiculous answer because really it's kind of a ridiculous policy. It would not allow that for uh, gr- groups that are protected people, you know, and, and I hate to use that expression, but we have a much more loose attitude um, about, uh, I, I had Rabbi Wolby on the show. He was the uh, rabbi who was on the anti-Semitism committee at Harvard who resigned after all this, and he says, you know, somewhere in the history of mankind, uh, we, we have this real black and white oppressed versus 
oppressor view. And how in the world a group of people like the Jews, who did not have their own land, and was killed at an exponential rate from AD 70 when Rome took over Jerusalem until 1948 when they finally got a little piece of land, how we landed in the oppressor camp is mind-boggling to me. And it is that binary thinking that leads to such a horrific and dangerous situation today. I have great sympathy for the Palestinians, and uh, they too are victims of, of Hamas. And uh, the, these crazy defenses of, of really the so-called Palestinians are really coming across like defenses for Hamas. And uh, so many people have shown their true colors in, the, in this process. Really terrible. Okay, I meant to give you a final thought. I gave you something that you may want to reflect on as well. Final, real final thought here, Jeremy Murphy. Well, you know, I, this is like the third rail uh, of, you know, it, it's, a, it's a topic that there's no, there's no winning answer on this um, because every, one side's going to hate you and go after you, and that's so that is, a, and that's what my book kind of tried to lampoon is this wokeism where if, if you don't have the right opinion, you get a labeled a racist or a misogynist or anti-Semitic. You know what I mean? People, um, they, they, they can't express what they want and that's bad for democracy. And Absolutely. so I just hope that tensions cool down so we could have an honest uh, conversation about this. Unfortunately, we can't right now. Nope, we can't. And I hope we can restore that because it's very dangerous to be in the position we're in today. Jeremy Murphy, Absolutely. always love having you on the program. Someone who, whenever we have on, people love. Thanks as always and look forward to our next chat. Absolutely. I'm Kevin Price. You're listening to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. Stay tuned for more after this.